welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. Today, I'm going to be talking about what you need to get into overlanding and what you don't. The answers may surprise you too. There have been a lot of videos kind of around the basics of overlanding and how to get into overlanding and everybody has their own opinions and this has been a hot topic of discussion in my newbie overlanders group and on a lot of the bigger overlanding pages. So today I'm going to break down exactly what you need and exactly what you don't in the most simplest of terms. Preferably if you are a newbie, this is geared towards you. So if you are new to it, you just found out about overlanding and you want to learn more about what you're going to need and what you don't, this is the episode for you. So, let's get into it. guys. So as I mentioned today, I'm going to be talking about what you need to get into overlanding versus what you really don't. There are so many people out there that post up in an Overlanding USA Facebook group or my newbie overlanders group or any number of overlanding groups out there on the internet. And they say, hey, I'm brand new. I got under a hundred bucks or what's the best gear under a hundred bucks or something like that, right? Like what's the gear I have to have to get out and explore? And I've seen so many people answer with specific pieces of gear, right? So many times people are like, you need a fridge, you need this, you need that, you need a Garmin, you need Gaia GPS, you, need, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying any of those answers are wrong, right? A lot of those things are very helpful when you go out to go on an overlanding trip, um, but they're not all necessary. And let us also start, before we dive too far into that, by saying, you know, there have been like some other podcasts and some other uh, you know, videos and things like that that have come out that have said like overlanding is a very strictly defined thing where it's only if you cross international borders and, you know, do this and do that. And it's longer than a month. And, you know, there are a ton of definitions out there which you can also get hung up in. Um, I will put a card up here to a video that I did about what the definition of overlanding is and why I think it's it's more than just, you know, super crazy long term international travel. Um but before you get hung up in that, what I view overlanding as, and tell me in the comments down below if you agree with this, is being reliant on your vehicle while you travel from place to place, generally off paved roads. Now, there may be some paved roads that you have to take to get to the destination or to get to the national forest that you're going to, but especially if you're going on multi-day trips, even better. But it could be as simple as a one-nighter, which, you know, is mostly camping, but that could be practice for overlanding, right? There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're getting out and exploring, that's what matters. But definitely if you're going on a several-day trip and you're relying on your vehicle and you have everything that you need in there, your food, your water, your shelter, that kind of thing... That, in my opinion, is overlanding. So anyways, now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about what you need to go overlanding. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 
So first of all, I would argue that it's not about gear or vehicles or anything like that. The first thing that you need is a desire and a passion or at least interest, right? So if you have an interest in getting out and overlanding, if you have an interest in learning more about your vehicle, pushing the limits, kind of exploring, finding new areas, trying to find some dispersed camping spots where you can get away from sort of the grind of everyday life, that's the most important thing in my opinion. That's the first thing that you need before you can go overlanding. You have to have desire. Um, some would say passion, right? Like passion meaning slightly more than interest. You can't just be interested in it, but you need to be passionate about it and be really into overlanding. I don't think that's necessary. I think a lot of people maybe have never really thought about going camping before, but then they watch these videos on YouTube and they see people exploring and having these beautiful, amazing dispersed campsites out away from everybody, right? And they're like, you know what? I could do that. I could, I could have a nice oven or stove in the back of my vehicle. I could have a fridge. I could do that more glampy style sort of overlanding. Um, I just don't want to like rough it. People think, I think a lot of people think that overlanding is like super roughing it, right? But it's really the opposite because you are relying on your vehicle because in a lot of cases we will build out a rig, if you will, to carry all of our stuff. You can have a lot of stuff with you. You can bring, you know, drinks and food and, and tons of gear with you if you wanted to, as long as you can make room for it in your vehicle. Um, so, but again, if you have the desire, you have the, the interest to go out there and, and check it out to explore, to try some new things that maybe scare you a little bit and maybe you've never done, I would argue that that is the most important and the first thing that you need uh, in order to get into overlanding. Next, a vehicle. And when I say a vehicle, I'm not talking about a giant four-wheel drive monster truck. That is not necessarily required. Of course, the more capable that your vehicle is, the further you can get out, the more you can explore and the further things that you can reach that maybe other people in their Priuses or Honda Civics couldn't, right? But in a lot of cases, especially where I'm at in the Midwest, there is just not that many super challenging, rocky, off-camber trails, right? In the Hoosier National Forest, which is the one that I've got in Indiana, it's gravel roads. I mean, I've taken my wife's pilot and gone on trips out there before. You could take a Honda Civic and you could easily do that. I've passed Chevy Cruises, little cars, on the gravel roads in the National Forest in my big old lifted truck with a rooftop tent on top of it, right? Um, but so if you have a vehicle, the whole point of overlanding is vehicle-reliant travel, right? So if you have any sort of vehicle and you want to take it out and push it a little bit, push its limits a little bit, and go explore national forests or things like that, then that is sort of a need. You do need some sort of vehicle to do vehicle-reliant travel. Um, next, the basics, right? So like shelter, food, water, that kind of stuff you do have to have. It doesn't have to be in anything fancy. You don't have to have a full, you know, 20-gallon water tank and water filtration and a pump and a hot water shower and, and all this stuff. You don't have to have all that stuff. You don't have to have a fancy $5,000 rooftop tent. If you have a ground tent, even a cheap Coleman deal or something that you've had for 10 years and you want to throw out on the ground or a hammock or anything like that if you want to just sleep in your vehicle all of that stuff works but you do have to have the basics because you don't want to go out and have a bad time or you're not going to want to do it again right so if you want to get into overlanding get some sort of a shelter whether it be hammock tent whatever get some sort of food storage or water storage and bring that stuff with you you do need that stuff and then the last the last thing that in my opinion you do need to go overlanding is a plan some sort of plan right? It doesn't have to be like a super planned out, crazy, you know, mapped out every single point on the map where you want to go that you, you know, spent months planning and your Gaia GPS. Like you can use your Google Maps. You could go to a local Facebook group and find some pins or something that people have dropped where there is a dispersed camping spot in the National Forest where you want to go. And you could set that as a starting point. Um, but you do want to, and you will need to, have some sort of a plan where you want to go, right? 
Now, some would argue that you wouldn't need to, and if you think that, post up in the comments down below. You may be right. You may not need a plan. You could just get in your vehicle and just drive and explore and find stuff. I would argue that that's almost more like touring, though. That's a little bit more like touring, where like most of the time, especially in the United States, you're not going to really be able to overland. You're going to mostly be on roads. You're going to be mostly exploring maybe small backwoods towns and things like that, but you're not really going to be overlanding per se. Um, the difference just being the surface, the substrate, right? If you're on roads versus off-roading, that's kind of, in my opinion, what more overlanding is, exploring out into the wilderness, right? Um, so if you have some sort of a plan to get started from, though, that is a good way to get started. Have your plan, have your basics, your shelter, your food, your water, um, have your vehicle, and have your desire to get out there and just go explore. That is literally as simple and as easy as I can make it for things you need to go overlanding or to get started in overlanding. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So next, let's talk about what you don't need, what you absolutely do not need to go overlanding. And again, a lot of these things are things that I've seen thrown up in comments by people in some of these larger groups, right? Things that they say you need before you can go overlanding. A scottle would be a good example, right? Any group you, you mention, hey, I want to get into overlanding, what do I need? People are going to jokingly say a scottle. They're going to say a rooftop tent. They're going to say all those kind of cliches, those sort of, you know, uh, tropes that have become part of overlanding where like you're not really an overlander if you don't have a rooftop tent, if you don't have a scottle, if you don't have a 12-volt a oven, right? Like you're not really an overlander. But don't let those people that are joking with you mess with you. Don't let the people that are serious about it mess with you. Just know that you don't need a ton of gear to get out and go overlanding, right? Again, use what you got, learn, and then as you want to expend resources, as you want to spend money on different gear and stuff, you'll very quickly figure out what you what you need and what you want. Um, I'll put a card up here to this uh, interview slash conversation that I had with uh, Kurt from GTF Overland not too long ago. He actually brought up a great point, and I never thought of it this way, but one of the things he said that you do need is, or that you would be willing to spend money on or should be willing to spend money on is anything that touches your body, whether that's a sleeping bag, a blanket, um, your mattress, right? Like those are where you want to spend your money, not so much on the external things or the cooking things or that sort of thing. And I thought that was a really interesting point. But again, you don't need to spend tons and tons of money to get into this hobby. You just don't. Um, so another thing that you don't need, aside from a rooftop tent or a scuttle that we've all talked about, is there's a ton of super sort of bougie overlanding gear. So what I mean by that is you want to kind of be careful and watch people like myself even, people that make YouTube videos, people that talk about the best thing I've ever had is this $800 fridge, right? There are $300 fridges. There are $150, $200 cheap Chinese-made fridges that are just fine. And if you're not going, you know, for months at a time and you have to be reliant on that thing and you need it to be the most reliable thing ever or you're going to die, right? Like you can save money on things and buy less expensive gear, buy less bougie stuff, repurpose things. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, one of the things that you don't need is you don't need to, if you see something that is a solution specifically for vehicle specific things, there are a lot of things like this where they're like, for a Jeep, they have a Molly panel that's made of metal that will go up on your roof and it will allow you to mount your GMRS radio up there, right? Like 
the GMRS radios, like my Midland MX-275, came with a mount for my microphone. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah, you just have to kind of screw it into your dash or something. Sure, they're like super fancy, nice magnetic mounts that are 60 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever they are, right? Plus this Molly panel is 100 bucks or whatever. You could spend as much as you want on that bougie stuff, but don't let that keep you from getting into overlanding because you're waiting to buy the next piece of gear, right? Don't worry about getting that bougie stuff. Again, start with the basics. Start with what you come, what, what the, the things that you've bought come with before you get so into mounting everything and that you have all these racks and all these you know, things everywhere in your vehicle that, you know, you're, you've spent all your money. You don't have money for gas. You don't have money to get out and explore. You've waited three months because you were waiting on your new wheels and tires or armor or whatever, right? And again, I'm never going to encourage people to go out into a crazy, treacherous place in an unmodified vehicle. And you've got to consider your surroundings, right? But you do not have to have a highly modified vehicle. You do not have to have super bougie, expensive gear before you go. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So, Let's get into my final thoughts on what you do need versus what you don't need to get into overlanding, okay? I've covered all the do needs and all the don't needs. I'm not going to rehash those things, but my final thoughts are when you're getting into this hobby, obviously, we all know this, the better your gear is, the more enjoyable your trips are going to be, okay? So there is some incentive here to improve your setup, improve your gear, and I think that that's what gets a lot of people is they start to improve one thing and they notice an improvement in their trips. And then every trip, this is me, I'm talking about me right here, guys. Then every trip, they come home with a list of eight things they need to go online and order right away. Or they need to go down to Cabela's or whatever and they need to buy right away. It's very easy to fall into that trap. What I like to do is I like to prioritize. And actually, I'll put a card to another video up here that I did that I love that has a spreadsheet that you can use where you can actually throw in like a piece of gear, how much it costs, and then how many trips you take per per month or per year. And you can figure out like the per trip costs of that piece of gear. So like what I would say is when you come home with your laundry list of eight things, list those all out in this spreadsheet, go watch this video and, and get that spreadsheet, download it, or you know, put it in your Google folder or whatever, and, uh, and throw your gear in there and really figure it out, like really plan it out and try and prioritize what makes the most sense? What's going to make the biggest impact on your trips? What is going to make your next trip the best versus just getting in like a sort of like a gear buying uh, loop, right? Where you're just caught and you're just constantly buying new stuff. Again, this is me. I have done all of these things and that's why I'm trying to pass it on to you guys to help save you some money and some time and a lot of heartache buying 18 different chairs, for example. If you've watched my stuff or listened to my stuff before, you've heard me talk about that. I have a million chairs. I like almost none of them. <laughs> I'm still in the search for a perfect chair. But I shouldn't have spent so much money on all these other ones. I should have done more research. I should have like prioritized if that was really a concern for me because I've probably spent hundreds of dollars on chairs at this point and I still don't have one that I like. Go to a Costco, go to an expo, sit in some, try and find some that actually makes sense before you start buying gear, right? So my final thoughts, you know, again, are the better your gear, the better your trips are going to be, yes. 
but do not let it drive you. Do not let it drive all your decisions. Think about your, your, your trips to themselves. Think about your priorities and really, really plan out what you want to do before you start buying stuff, before you start spending money. But never let spending money or buying new gear prevent you from going out on that next trip. Even if you have the same bad gear, go out on the next trip, have a good trip, learn some more, prioritize again, and before you buy anything or make any purchases. So again, those were my thoughts on what you do need and what you don't need to get into overlanding. Again, if you are a newbie, this is hopefully super helpful for you. I've been doing this for about four or five years now. I'm starting to get a little bit of my feet under me as far as all the money that I've wasted on all the different gear that I've bought. So I'm just trying to impart that to you guys and help you out a little bit. Um, if that was helpful, click that like button down below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're on the podcast, add it to your favorite podcast. Give me a review. Go in and click five stars if you wouldn't mind. That helps. Um, if you're not already on YouTube, make sure to click that subscribe button. Click the bell to be notified when new videos drop. I do a podcast like this every week, and then there's usually some sort of a do-it-yourself mod video or gear review or something like that on the YouTube channel too. So if you're just listening on the podcast, I would definitely recommend going over and checking out uh, YouTube. There's a link in the description down below because there's tons of stuff on there that you're missing out on on the podcast. Um, there are also links in the description below to Facebook, Instagram. I've got uh, a Patreon page. We've got a Discord where we all kind of chat in there. So that's pretty cool. If you'd like to join that group, we'd love to have you. And then last but not least, I've mentioned it a few times throughout this. If you are a newbie to overlanding, you should go on Facebook if you're on there and join the Newbie Overlanders Facebook group. There's almost 5,000 people in there now. It's growing every day. It's only been around, I looked the other day, I thought it was shorter, but it's been about six months that it's been around. Um, but so still, about a thousand people a month that we're adding and it's speeding up. So if you're interested in that, definitely join that. It's different from the big groups. I don't allow people to bully people in there. If you're going to come in and do that, you're going to get kicked out. Sorry, just warning you ahead of time. So again, I'd love to see you on all those other channels and I appreciate you guys so much for listening and watching and we will look forward to talking to you next week. Take care.